Welcome back, everyone, to the Gridiron Gang Podcast, Week 7 Pick Show. And I can't really believe it, Kier. It's already Week 7. The season is flying by, man. Yeah, it's going fast. Week 7, <clears throat> it feels like some teams are kind of just getting their wheels going throughout the league and stuff like that, right? Like a couple of teams started really slow, so starting to get a feel for some teams and Hopefully we can take advantage here. Yeah, and, lo- and looking at all the teams and how many injuries all these teams are yeah, dealing with, bad. like the shape of the teams from the start of the year till now, like you said, there's a very good idea that we're starting to get based on what we've seen so far and what we're going to do moving forward. So I think we have a better strategy how to attack the board this week, and I think we want to start right away with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Yeah, man, I, there's a lot of close games this week, right? So Falcons are plus two and a half on the road. Uh, in Tampa Bay, plus 120 on the money line. The Bucks are minus 2.5, obviously, minus 140 on the money line, over under of 37. This is tough because I thought the Falcons were going to win last week against the Commanders, and they didn't look good, really, right? Like Desmond Ritter, that was his first home loss since his junior year in college. Finally so broke that streak, yeah. Turns out that was just a fluke because <laughs> he's had one good week this whole year and the rest, and apparently they still believe in him. That doesn't make sense to me. I think this team could be legitimately good with Taylor Heineke if they started them because like their defense is good. Um, they can run the ball. They have weapons all over the field. If they can get a guy, Kyle Pitts continues to get open, but no one gives them the ball. Speaking of run the ball, you would think with a guy like B. John Robinson uh, that he should be dominating touches, and he's simply not right now, and I can't quite figure that out. Yeah, and their backup, Algier, isn't getting... That or Algar isn't getting that many touches either. He had a thousand yards last year. I know he's a fifth rounder. Bijan's obviously the guy, but like they have a dynamic backfield to be getting them the ball. Drake London is a big receiver. He's he's physical. Like he could be successful. And Kyle Pitts has turned out to be not good so far this in his career. Yeah. Like he just hasn't really done anything. But he does get open, so it's tough. Um, for this game, I think the Buccaneers kind of have a pretty good run defense, though. So, I don't know, right? If you're of a team that needs to run the ball to be successful against a team that's good at shutting down the run, um, it's going to be tough. Like, what do you think? That's that's exactly the way I'm looking at it as well, Kier. Um, this is a huge divisional matchup, and being in, uh, it, it's in Tampa Bay for this one too, you said? Yeah, it's in Tampa. In Tampa Bay. I mean... You, you got to really trust that run D. They are elite, and they have a bunch of dogs out there, and they're ready to feast, and they're going to be up for this one in a big way, and they're going to key in on shutting down the run, I believe, in this one and forcing Ritter to make throws that we really don't think he's capable of making at this point. He has three interceptions two times in the last three weeks, and that's basically lost them those two games in those three weeks, so that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things, too. It's like... People have been having this debate since he's gone in the league. Is Baker Mayfield a good quarterback, right? Like, you don't really know. He has flashes of being really good. He's been pretty smart with the ball so far this year, but they're definitely not really electric, right? They don't really seem to have that great of a run game. Mike Evans is obviously a veteran, and he's done what he's done, I think, nine straight seasons with 1,000 yards. So he's obviously doing his job and doing what he can, but... I just it's tough to trust either of these offenses in a game, but 37 is not a lot of points either. This is a game where I kind of lean field goals, like we usually do. Um, it's an early morning game, uh, or in the, sorry, in the morning slate, not earlier than usual. Um, one o'clock on the East Coast actually, so yeah. not early at all. Yeah. It's just 
But it this is this is a tough one. I I thought the Falcons were kind of going to get going last week against the Commanders, and they didn't. So it's tough. But I think they can't be good with Heineke. So I'm hoping that they just bench Ritter and put Heineke in because it might only take one more start for that to happen too to be honest we could see it in this game even because this is a must-win game for both these teams in terms of winning this division they both need this win um something that sticks out to me just for uh prop bets in this one if Ritter is playing he loves his tight ends like he just loves throwing to Jonu Smith and he's he's only got 30 and a half for his total and he's gone over that in a handful of games in a row now so that one kind of stood out to me for the over on that I, I like that play and potentially I haven't seen a reception total for him either but if it's something like two and a half three and a half I would right. go and on that as well again we've we've done this a few times as you're ready Bijan Robinson over his receptions I mean a good way if you aren't having success running the ball is short passes a screen game and stuff like that we've seen what he's been able to do in the receiving insane game highlights catches, this year right? like, just insane so and he's one of those guys like we say certain guys in this league like you have to get him the ball no matter what right like that is just the bottom line you need to get him touches so if they continue to keep desmond ritter going then they have to get the ball out of his hands into Bijan Robinson's hands and allow Ritter just be a game manager and don't have to be a hero for their team so Bijan Robinson over his receptions um i feel like is always a good option i don't think he's had a rushing touchdown this year no i think, I think they've all been receiving, receiving so. yeah and highlight reel receiving touchdowns yeah. as well too and absolutely yeah like yeah. behind the back type shit was yeah that was, was crazy <laughs> the guy's yeah, special yeah, man he's a freak he's yeah. a freak and they have that's what i mean they drink london and kyle pitts if they have the weapons if they have somebody who's willing to go for it we know heineke is kind of that guy he seems to have a little bit of that swagger when he's playing and things are going well their defense is pretty good so I mean, the pieces are there. I don't know why they haven't given up on Ritter yet. I get it; they're trying to develop him and make sure, right? They they thought he was going to be their guy, so they don't want to quit him early, and I respect that. But at some point, it comes down to you have to win football games, and I think Taylor Heineke can give them a better chance at winning these games. Yeah, I agree with you. And the time is now in the NFL, and it's always now. The, these are demanding franchises; they demand wins, especially when wins are there for the taking. And this year, that NFC South is there for the taking for anyone who wants it. So this is a game to step up and make a make a statement for both these teams. Absolutely. Um, Next game here is Bills at the Patriots. Uh, Bills are minus eight and a half, minus four hundred on the money line. Uh, Patriots plus three twenty, over under of forty. Um, the Bills were fucking bad last week, dude. Like, obviously, they didn't give up very many points. There was the whole... They should have lost that game, realistically. ...on that Waller pass at the game. The blunder before halftime uh, for the Giants and Tyrod with the run play, which was absolutely crazy. Dave <laughs> laid into him, whatever. People are being soft about that, too. It's like he's going to yell at his... These guys getting paid millions of dollars to execute and if you don't it's like fucking figure it out you know what i mean oh, that was but tough. that would have left a field goal too so like the giants could have won that game easily the bills did not look good um but that's why i like the bills because they didn't look good they need to get right game they need a kind of a game to bring them up the bill bill belichick and the patriots have been horrific especially on offense there their defense has been pretty injured so i get that but they got no weapons on offense they haven't been able to score. Um, They're I arguably. Think the Bills will take pride in burying. Is this crazy for me to say this, Kier? But I, I think the Patriots are arguably the worst team in football no, this I year, mean, as I, of right now. They don't score. They can't score yeah. anybody. So what? It's probably them, Carolina, um, 
Sorry, Jesse, but maybe the, the Broncos are down there. The thing is, the Broncos have the pieces. They just haven't put it together yet. They've looked decent on both the sides Giants. of the ball, the just not together. The Giants haven't looked good. Oh, yeah, God. that's bad, too, their O-line. But that's, I mean, injuries with on the O-line, like, it's hard to look good if you have that many injuries on O-line. But, yeah, the Patriots are bad. I don't know if Mac Jones, I don't know if he makes it through. Malik Cunningham, maybe, is going to play. I don't know. They have... Uh, Will Greer, I think, on somewhere out there. Th- that doesn't Bailey sound Gaffey. like a great slate of options, to tell you the options, truth. Really. So, um, I like, this is a division game, too, so I think the, the Bills don't need any extra motivation to get up to try to play the Patriots with all the tough games they've had over the years. Um, they're going to want to bury them. I think they're going to want to blow somebody out. I think the Bills are capable of blowing somebody out. Obviously, losing Milano on defense and... They've lost a couple of their starters White too, yeah. yeah, for for the season. That's really tough, but I think the Bills are have a frustration game and they want to get it out. And I think you could almost move this line to nine and a half if you really want to get gutsy. Almost thirteen and a half. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns, probably. Like, and if they don't, then they, we have serious problems. If the Patriots hang around with the Bills, the Bills have shown that more often than not now they're going to play in a close game with any of these bad teams and you can't do that especially in the playoffs like you can't because everybody's good right so I think the Bills need a big win here and I think they'll get it yeah I think so too and uh yeah I love Stefan Diggs over six and a half receptions in this one yet again I mean he's just the guy he he's the only guy that Josh Allen really has trust in throwing this football to we've said it multiple times now Gabe Davis yes he's had his collection of touchdowns in recent weeks he's also had a couple duds in there too so he really is the boom bust guy and Diggs will get the volume one way or another in this one and speaking of motivation like you said divisional matchup it's not going to take them far to look down the board to the Sunday nighter and see Miami playing against Philadelphia and seeing an opportunity to take top spot in this division this week with a really tough game for Miami as well too so yeah, extra Phil, motivation all over the place Bills right there. Bills have hung close with too many bad teams that this is this is a culture game they need to prove. Josh Allen needs to go out there. He needs to go win them the game. Yeah, Stephon Diggs have a big game. James Cook probably have a big game. They need guys to make plays on defense. They need to just have a good win because they're not just looking to compete in their division. These teams are looking to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's bottom line, right? They have a window. I know some people, including myself, kind of before the season, weren't super high on the Bills thinking they were as close. And with these injuries... It's very tough, but like they still have an extremely talented team who can put up points with the best of them while they're playing good. They need to just be more consistent and do that, right? So I think this is hopefully a get-right week for them. Yeah, and that's the thing that you just said, consistency. Because when we see the Bills at their best, they're quite literally looking like the best team in the whole league and when they're playing like they just did last week you know it's a it's a tale of two faces for this team and we're hoping to see the right face show up this week because i'm feeling the exact same way i think blowout i think Diggs keeps doing it i think yeah everything you just said i I think there's real issues there in new england yeah they're completely lost they don't have the weapons that even in a change of quarterback really will generate that much help i just think they're they're bad everywhere, and their defense isn't. Their defense is good, but they're banged up, so they have guys missing. Um, which, so that's tough, right? You can't really get around that. But that with a mix of no weapons, I think they're just not really good this year at all. Completely agree with Next that. Next is Browns at the Colts. So Colts are at home, plus three at home, plus one thirty-five on the money line. Browns are minus one fifty-five. The over/under is forty and a half. 
As we learned, Eli, obviously Anthony Richardson's out right for the year. He's getting surgery. So and Minshew didn't look good last no, week. No, he didn't. <laughs> he no, did not he, look good at all. He looks better stepping in for games than he does starting at times. And I don't know. It's, I think they can have success, especially with Jonathan Taylor coming back now, getting more touches. They can. They will be able to rely on some run game. Um, Zach Moss has been awesome for them as well. What a they standout year great, for Moss. They got yeah. two great running backs now um, that can really – take a lot of the workload for the offense but there's a problem though because they're running against a brick wall yeah, in cleveland's defense team. no this is no. not the team right so here's some here's some stats for the browns defense um they've allowed about a thousand yards on the season this is through five games they've allowed about a thousand yards in the season 52 first downs seven or sorry nine red zone attempts so they've only allowed people into the red zone nine times and third down conversion for the other team's offense is at 23% through five games. Like, that's I mean, this, you, you, ridiculous. Trent Williams last week, I know he banged up his ankle and left the game, but he put up his worst game against Miles, like he's ever had, arguably, as a pro against Miles Garrett. The guy is a freak. He is dominating. That whole defense is flying around. And I don't know, I don't, well, obviously we don't know Deshaun Watson's playing, right? He's, I got, I saw today, I think he was throwing at practice, but it's a shoulder injury. It looked injury, like he couldn't so even make like a 15-yard throw to me right, in that video, too. you don't think too, he's going to yeah. make it through the game, you just want to give P.J. Walker those reps because obviously they had not much. I mean, they didn't look great last game, but he won the game, right? So it's uh, like good for him, right? They just Obviously, it was the defense mostly, but good for him. And if you could prepare and get him as many reps with the starters as possible, things are only going to get better. Kareem Hunt looks good back there. He does. Um, with them, it looks like it was almost a little bit of a... Him coming in was almost a little bit of a calming for the whole organization when Nick Chubb went down. The familiar face who knows the culture, who knows all this, who's good friends with Nick Chubb and is kind of there in honor of Nick Chubb. And not Obviously, he's not replacing him whatsoever, but like him being there, I think kind of people were like relaxed a little. I was about bit. to say a good, okay. a good dude, but more of a no, good locker room, true, locker no. room, good, not dude a good dude. Not a good dude whatsoever. Not a good dude whatsoever. But he's a familiar face and he's a veteran running back that you can trust, and he knows everything about what's going on there. So I think it is a bit of a relaxation when you know you have another veteran guy, and uh, like Ford has been pretty good for them as well, right? So. Um, but this is all on their defense. I take the Browns here. I think you could take the under. I don't think the Colts are going to score that much. I don't think the Browns really score that much unless their defense is able to score, which is possible. Um, I don't think that was a display last week against the 49ers, even though they saw like they kind of had the boombox, they were doing the 49ers thing. I don't think that was a game where the like the Browns' defense was really, really good and then they're going to relax because they th- everybody's talking about them and they think they're the best. This defense wants to get after people and hit people, right? Like this, they got a good swagger to them, which I really like. Uh, I think you could bet the under at forty and a half. I think you could probably bet a Minshew interception at some point because this defense just gets. And I think it might not even be like it might be a tip pass or it might be getting hit while he throws and it gets popped up or whatever. I just don't really trust. Um, I don't really trust that offense against the Browns defense. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm always gonna ride the team that has the incredible defense over a team that's coming in with a backup quarterback. Yeah, me too. I, I like the defense yeah, so a lot. And I don't think they get more confidence than shutting down the Super Bowl favorites in the San Francisco. I know they had their injuries last week, the 49ers, yeah. but 
Cleveland literally is going to be buzzing coming into this game in a big way. And they, they're in an open division right now as well. They feel that this division is every right for theirs to be winning at this point. Absolutely. So. And there's a different there's a different sense of urgency and confidence and swagger in Cleveland than there has been in the past. That they almost like, before it was almost seems like a woe is me, like, oh, our quarterback, we never worked out. And then, and then now it's just like, we don't care. We don't care. We're they got go, that dog mentality right We're now. We're going to run the ball. Yep. We're going to do... They don't care, and uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. I mean, this is this is kind of just betting on them to be confident and keep the keep the ball rolling. And I think the Colts are willing to lose. Again. Yeah, and I'm all over the under too. Just to add on to that, I love the under here in a big way because I don't think they're going to put up many points either, and I don't think they're going to allow very many points. So I, I love that call right there for sure. Here, let's uh, cook on over to Detroit Baltimore this is probably the best game of the morning slate this week I would have to say uh just in terms of two teams coming in on stride a little bit Baltimore had their get right game after quite literally blowing that win against uh Pittsburgh a couple weeks back so Baltimore's back on track Detroit's literally looking as good as anyone could have ever imagined them to look they're living up to this preseason incredible hype that they had and now uh now they got a real st- uh, statement game and a statement win to be making against a really good Ravens team this week. So this is a very interesting matchup here. Yeah, I mean the Ravens. The Ravens have probably the most dynamic running game in the league, right? With Lamar Jackson and the way they, how many guys they can hand the ball off to and stuff like that. Um, and they they got some swagger. I think they're feeling good. They're getting a bit healthier and stuff like that. Um, but the Lions are good. They got a good run defense. Panay Sewell has been a an absolute fucking freak on the offensive line. Their whole offensive line has been good. Jared Goff is arguably an MVP candidate. He's been playing very well. Amon Ross St. Brown is fantastic. Sam Laporta has been one of the bright spots of this rookie class on offense, especially as far as catching ball goes, right? Um, he's been he's been fantastic. Jameson Williams now back with they shortened it like last game. He took the top off for that deep touchdown. Um you got you got guys at every level of that receiving game that are willing to go up and get the ball and make a play. Running back, David Montgomery's hurt. Um, we saw a quote Dan, when Dan Campbell was asked about Jameer Gibbs because he will be playing this week. Um, and he said, I'd like to say we'll be careful with him, but the reality of it is we need him. So we'll go as far as he could take us. He's ready. This seems like a game that we could see a real changing of the guard in that backfield. David Montgomery has been playing well enough to earn that starting job. He's been doing well. But Jameer Gibbs is so dynamic. He can catch the ball like crazy. He's just so good, man. Like, he just really is, right? And I, as we everybody knows who follows the NFL, if you do on, on social media, Instagram, Twitter, a lot of the talk about the Lions in the early season is, what are they doing with Jameer Gibbs? They're wasting him. They're not using his talent. They're not using his abilities. Well, guess what? Here's the chance. And I hope he's healthy enough. And I hope everything goes both for him because this guy's an incredible player and he can really take that step up and now be that bell cow back that they want him to be. And Montgomery can slide in as a great second option. I think this team's ready to roll. This is, I think this is another test. I don't think the test when they played the Buccaneers was a real test. Everybody was saying that. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers are that, that great. They beat up on bad teams when they play good teams. They're kind of a no-show. They don't really do much. Um, which I get it, and they weren't supposed to be that great yep. before the season, right? Nobody said the Buccaneers were going to be a Super Bowl contender, but um, they're a feisty team who will compete with everybody, but they're not really just as good as others. I think the Lions, I mean, they're 5-1 and one, realistically, 
and they're getting three points. Yeah. Why not? I mean, obviously, three points are going into Baltimore. Tough place to go play. That's, that's a tough team. They run the ball. They can control the clock and stuff like that. They hit hard. But this is this is just going to be a shot. Like, let's see how good the Lions are. I think whoever comes out of this game, especially if they can look very good during the game, I think can be really boosted into that that type, top, top conversation, Super Bowl contender. I know a lot of people kind of had Ravens as a sleeper before the season out of the AFC. Just with the way they can run the ball, Lamar got paid. He's healthy, um, and finally was supposed to have weapons. these receivers. And you and haven't Flowers really. Flowers has been all right, and he's been catching it. But with Lamar going, or sorry, not Lamar, Odell going down and getting some injured a bit, they're starting to lose some of their weapons already, right? Um, but they know, they know they're they, they got to run the ball. And guess what? Lamar's going okay. Let's run the ball then, right? They've they've just been good. So, but I'm going to take the Lions here. I think I'm going to take the Lions. Um, Laporta has been pretty juicy on some props so far this season, but I think they're starting to catch up to him a little bit. But I think whichever way you can. I did the over 43 as well. I think both these teams are going to be able to score a little bit. I know they both have good defenses, but they both have good offenses as well, and I don't, I don't mind the over 43. And there's been a lot of unders so far this season, but... I think teams are really starting to, to catch fire. And I like betting on good offenses to score points. And like you exactly. said, there are good exactly. defenses in this game, but there are phenomenal offenses in yep. this game as well. And um, speaking of that, there's just a couple other things that I had. I had both teams to score 15 points okay. uh, on my like slip as well, yep. too. So that, that that adds on to the over that we just mentioned. Um, I love Amon Ross St. Brown to get over five and a half catches. I just yeah. think he's truly one of the most underrated stars in this league right now. And Goff loves him. He's always open. He's running great routes right now. And he's got great speed. Yeah, he's got great, great speed. Back. And, and ba- like Baltimore's that. vulnerable uh, in their secondary as well at times, too. So I, re- I really like that. And I love Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals. Always. I mean, I'm just going to go to that every week. He's the guys, best of all time. one of those guys that you're willing to just... Yeah. I mean, you never want to lose a bet. Obviously, I don't want to say that because you don't want to throw money away. But, like, you're always willing to bet that the best kicker in football is going to have success. And I think he usually does. He had that one off week, I think, against the Colts when they lost. Um, but how many did he have last week? He had six, six, I think. Six yeah, or something like that. I played crazy. against, like, fantasy. Like, yeah. two weeks, 18 <laughs> points apiece. It's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, I mean, One of the highest scoring no, players crazy. of the week as a few. No, it's, it's really, really crazy. But, like, that's what good players do. And that's it is. that's what they've built into their offense as well that you have to take into account. Is they know he's incredibly accurate and he has distance. So their offense, they take chances or they set up plays to get them to certain positions, sometimes just to get the three points. Because they know if they do that enough times and lean on their defense and run the clock out that they can still beat teams, right? And then you find your shots where you can. So, yeah, I think that's a... That's a great, great bet, and I'll probably have that. And I'll, this might be a game that I have over in field goals at parlay, as we usually do, um, with a couple other games at two and a half. Yeah, I, li- I like that as well. Yeah. I like that as well. Um, how about this for a wild card game? We're talking Vegas, and we're talking the Chicago Bears, and we're talking two quarterbacks who have very limited, if almost no NFL action whatsoever in their careers. And I'm, I'm going to let you. Uh, Take take us into this one. Let's hear what you have to say about this one, Kier. Yeah, I mean it's it's, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. You don't have either starting quarterback, which is tough. Um, we don't know. I don't know if since we've started, if they've announced exactly who's starting for the Raiders. 
Could be Aiden O'Connell, um, the freshman. Tyson Badgett for the Bears is a Division II legend. He's, I don't know, this guy's relatively unknown in the larger sense, and it's kind of crazy that that's their backup option for Justin Fields. Knowing he's a quarterback that kind of runs the ball and does is a versatile quarterback, right? Like this, I mean, not to not to hope anything or knock on wood or anything like that, but usually those type of guys are more prone for injury or something because they're running the ball and they're taking a couple more hits. Um, this is bad. This game's <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to bet. I'll probably bet something on the Bears just because Tyson Badgen, I think it would be fun. They're plus two and a half at home and plus 120 on the money. This over under is 37. Do you have anything on that? I mean, that's a low number, but... The thing is... Are both these guys... Is, is this going to be so bad that it's good? It could just be a horrible shootout in a sense. Or that's almost what stuck out to me. Like, originally I was thinking, oh, it obviously has to be the, the under. These two quarterbacks are so unknown. The defenses are not... Like, the problem is, these defenses, aside from Max Crosby, who I love to get over a sack in this game... They are yeah. not good defenses, man. No, like they not are even, really not even. Not even decent. Yeah, I mean, really you would argue bad. they're both yeah, in the bottom bad. ten of the league. Although I will say the Raiders' defense is pretty good at eliminating big plays. Now that doesn't really help when you give up a ton of short plays, and it just works. Um, obviously, like you said, Max Crosby's fantastic. Uh, this is something where. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams says he needs to get the ball more. Is this something where they just script plays to get Devontae Adams the ball in space? He can make plays, get some yards. If Josh Jacobs can lean in a little bit on the run, I like Dan Carlson. I believe Dan is his first name. Maybe not, but Carlson. The One of those Carlsons. The Raiders, there's, right? a, there's a bunch out there uh, in yeah, the league now, so yeah. <laughs> I think his brother's in the league. Yeah, yeah, they played some each other. Crazy yeah. shit, yeah. Whichever the one, there was a kicks for the Raiders. Carlson <laughs> yeah. kicks for the Raiders. He was like one for three on field goals last week. He's usually good. He's, He's a money kicker, man. Yeah. Um, I like him over one and a half field goals for himself. I think when you see these good players, uh, Harrison Butker, uh, uh, Carlson, uh, even um, Myers in Seattle, uh, Justin Tucker, when they have a bad week, that, that, that those don't last for those guys. No, they right? got short-term memory, so, yeah. So those guys are very good at rebounding, so I think in a game where both might struggle to especially finish drives, they might get some yards, but finish drives, I like a... I like field goals. I was going to actually say, because we saw Aiden O'Connell, and we're speculating he's going to get the start. He actually moved the ball downfield well in his start earlier this he's season. The but worst. he was un- he, he took a lot good. of sacks, yeah. and he looked good in the preseason, but he got the ball downfield. So I love I loved the field goals in this. I'd, I'd almost argue even over two and a half would be a yeah, fine play as well, you if you want to push it. Game total, yep. I mean, there's no... There's no telling that the Bears might just not end up kicking some field goals too. So that's definitely something to look out for. Um, that's also a type of game where I like I like to preview all games and I will be keeping an eye on all games. That one's definitely not going to be on my main TV. Oh right? no! Oh god! Um, I'm lucky enough where usually I have two games going. Um, no, you'd have to you'd have to tape my eyes open and force me to watch a screen to be watching that full <laughs> football game. Let's just put yeah, it that way. That's the one that I will keep my eyes on, but. I'll As check the tape. Too, like, if you have things you like for those other games in that morning slate or even later that day, that's not a game you have to force something on. Throw maybe a little bit on the field goals and just walk away, bet it and forget it in a sense, right? And it's not something you want to unload a lot of money on or a lot of units or a lot of different 
weighs on if you don't really have a good feel or you don't even really want to watch it or won't be watching it. Yeah, that's Don't a- get me wrong, I love all football games. I'll watch any game, but when there's other games on that I would have to miss for that one, chances are I'm not going to be tuned in that. I game. actually now that I'm thinking about it, I believe it was Aiden O'Connell who got sacked 6 times by Khalil Mack in that game. Oh, I yeah. think that I think that was Mack's great game was on Aiden O'Connell and with that being said, I'm a big fan of over three and a half sacks combined from both teams in this game with two, uh, yeah, inexperienced rookie yeah, quarterbacks and one actually. that just got pounded that many times by Khalil yeah, Mack. I mean, think that's one of the craziest things you could, in your first ever start to be a part of that is like, he, he's a part of NFL history, actually. Everybody knows me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Barstool fan, and t- Taylor Lewan tells a story, I think, I can't remember who he was against. Chandler Jones, I think. And Chandler Jones just pushed his shit in. He always talks about it. And he's like, he had to go to like therapy. Like, that's just so funny, dude. Yeah, so I'll, I'll no, be... That, it's not funny that he had to go to therapy. It's funny when <laughs> someone is so dominant over another incredibly gifted player as well yeah the guys are the best in the game yeah. and then you see some yeah i'll be sprinkling that sack play in after yeah, thinking okay. about that one a little more that's for I mean, sure sacks and field goals yeah maybe that might just be yeah you may be oh actually this is i just want to listen to this nugget uh shout out big al he sent me something on instagram the other day and it was a script of like it was a script of like the patriots 43 they've had like 43 offensive drives this year and I mean, it's it goes it goes punt 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 six punts field goal turnover on downs fumble punt interception punt interception four punts in a row field goal miss punt interception it's let's just say majority majority of them are all punts and so I'm telling you right you now at least two of those like interceptions Bills, it, just live bet it, punts at least drive. two of those ints were pick sixes as well because yeah, I vividly yeah, remember yeah, Mac yeah. Jones back to back games oh, yeah. throwing some nasty pick sixes there too yeah, I so thought that was funny. if you're yeah shout out big Al thanks for the insight yeah. on that one from the field buddy we he's love that anyways Washington New York Giants. I'm not 100% certain if uh, Daniel Jones is going to be back for this one yet or not. I believe he's still uh, dealing with that neck injury right now. So what, what are you what are you thinking about this one, Kier? Uh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I don't know. Commanders are, look good one week and look horrible the next. And they, like, you just don't know what you're getting. The Giants defense. Like, I think Wink Martindale is starting to find his groove with that defense because they shut down the Bills last game, basically, right? And like, they did. I mean, outside of some stupid mistakes and arguably a missed call on that overtime there, it's, or, uh, sorry, on the last drive there in the end zone, you could argue that the Giants should have just beat the Bills. And Tyrod Taylor looked pretty good. Like, that's the same bad offensive line that Daniel Jones has had where he's had no ability to even hold on to the ball in the pocket. And Tyrod Taylor looked with some confidence and just gave them a different look. I don't... I don't hate starting him this week again, if, especially if Daniel Jones is still dealing with that. The neck, you paid the guy. You might as well let him heal up. I don't know. I don't like it. It's in-division games, so you never really know what happens, right? Like, these you guys, don't. like, it's it's really, really tough. It's Commanders are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Giants plus 125 at home on the money line, over under 37-and-a-half. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. I want to say the under, but then that's just going off. I don't know. The commander scored a lot last week on Atlanta. So, 
It's like you say, the Commanders have a pretty they're good one of the more too, unpredictable teams in football. Line, but I think, like, Dables, I think after what happened, like, Dables is a good coach, Rick Murdo is a good defensive coordinator. I think that these guys can just, I don't know, I want to lean Giants, but I hate the Giants. Like, screw the fuck the Giants. Can I read a stat for yeah, you? Please. Just just, I just because I, I, oh, I, need I needed something to lean on for this game, because yeah. I was feeling the same way. I'm looking at this game, I'm like, I don't like this game, but here's something that stood out to me. The Giants are allowing 147.5 rush yards per game right now. We've seen Washington largely with an inability to run the ball in recent weeks, but I think this might be a week where... They're going to lean on Brian Robinson. And I think 50-yard milestone, you're getting two times your money on a 50-yard milestone. That's not a lot of yards against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL right now. So that's something that stuck out to me, Kieran. I don't know if you're liking that or not. No, I do. That's that's a good point. Brian Robinson has been relatively... He's getting in the house a lot this year. He's not getting a lot of rush yards this year, though. Yeah, exactly. I think fantasy-wise, he's pretty much been the same as Bijan Robinson, which is crazy for where, obviously, their draft positions would be. And you're right, too. Like Not to mention the commanders, Logan Thomas, had a, he was a bit of a no-show last week. But outside of that, he's been Sam Howell's favorite target. He's been getting a ton of catches. You can look at that, too. Um, Logan Thomas has been their number two like receiving option behind Curtis Samuel has been kind of I was gonna say that's option. that's like, another thing I had written McLaurin, down here Scary yep. Terry and Jahan Dodson waiting for kind of breakout games like I don't know I I thought originally that this team could have some some juice but then I I was like I told myself I'm like I'm done with them and then now I'm like do I want to put them again so I'm scared of it I probably again this is one of those ones that I probably won't really I won't really volunteer any of my funds to something like this, probably, unless I find something. Maybe a Brian Robinson anytime touchdown or one of those things, but... You just mentioned Samuel, and I actually had this written down as well. Over three and a half receptions, he's gone for seven, six, and four in the last three games. So, I mean, just based on a statistical preference, if you're one of those guys like me, you look into numbers a lot... You know, you take a shot on something like that just based on the numbers alone. And like you said, you him and uh, him and Logan Thomas are arguably his favorite targets right now. Because Terry, Scary Terry, he get he gets a lot of doubles out there too. Defenses are very aware of how talented Terry McLaurin is, right? So that opens up the field for these guys. So yeah, that's just something to think about. This is not a game I'm loving by any means either. It's not one that I'm going to be targeting, especially in a large uh, morning slate of games that yeah, have other I'll options watch it, otherwise. But I'm, I'm... Yeah, I'm not overly set on anything gambling wise. Yeah, yeah, Next I'm in one, the same boat. Big one for me, obviously Cardinals oh in Seattle. Seattle's a minus seven and a half favorite, three fifty on the money line. Cardinals plus two seventy five, over under a forty four and a half. Um, the Cardinals, I think, will be able to potentially keep it close in the first half. They're not a rollover and die team. They've shown grit, but they're also like last week they got especially near the end of the game. They got beat pretty bad by the Rams. This is a game for Seattle where they need to beat Arizona and they need to beat them good. Convincingly, They yeah. need to beat them good because the Rams beat them good. We lost to the Rams. It's an in-division game. We just gave one up that we had multiple chances to win. It was a heartbreaker against Cincinnati. I mean, the O-line had issues, especially our, our right tackle, our backup right tackle. Gino missed a couple things. He was under pressure. Couple stupid penalties here and there from different guys that either aren't even our defense letting them continue their drive where they scored a touchdown. 
Kenneth Walker with a couple. Uh, DK got a little bit upset at one point and obviously tossed that guy to the ground. But this he's got to stop doing that shit, man. I just want to say he it, does. dude. I, and I love the edge he plays with, but he's got to be able to tone it back, especially on plays. Be aggressive and physical and violent when there's chances to do so. When it's a good opportunity to block and throw somebody to the ground, do it. You can't do it when it's way away from the play because you're being a diva because you didn't get the ball. But, I mean, that's my guy. You know how much I like him. I 100%. think he's talented. I think he's awesome. Speaking of him, I think DK Metcalf over 57 and a half yards. I think they know the frustration. Pete Carroll is a guy who is willing to let people let out their frustrations. Talk about it. Geno Smith all week has been taking full accountability for that loss. He's admitted that there was times that he needed to get the ball to DK. He admitted that Jackson Smith and Jigba was open, and that's his fault that he needs to get him the ball in that play, and that wins us that game, right? That was a wild video knows, to watch, man. And I know, I know there's no moral victories in the NFL, but like having a guy who's willing to accept that and come back, and like I think we're pissed off. I think our defense played well. And they want to keep playing well. I think there's Devin Witherspoon was John sensational, John man. Jamar Chase sensational. After the game too, telling him he shut him down. Like this guy's this guy's a freak. Tariq Woolen. We got we got a lot of skill in the defense. Um, I believe James Conner's still out, right? Yes, for yes. James Conner so will that, be out. That changes something in their run game, right? For sure. That guy that guy runs the ball pretty hard. We have to win this big seven and a half points. I'm. I would have loved, if it ever somehow drops down to six and a half, which I don't think it will. Um, I would love to get it there. I think I'm taking this up to nine and a half, Eli. Yeah. I think I'm taking it up to nine and a half, just like the Bills. There's maybe a couple games in this where I think you can find some spots, and that's just this is just something I need to have happen, right? The Seahawks got to win. They have a tough gauntlet. They play the Browns still this season. They play the Steelers. They play the Eagles. They play the Cowboys. They play the 49ers twice still. They play the Rams. They. There's not many just games that you can just give up anymore, especially after losing to the Bengals and dropping that first one to the Rams. So this is a game. I think the Seahawks are pissed off that they lost that game kind of for their own fault, and I think they come out, and I think they I think they show why. I think they, they show why that they think they're a legit contender. Like I said, Metcalf over 57 and a half yards. I like Kenneth Walker anytime touchdown. I think they can lean on him. I think... Um, I'm kind of hoping it's another game where near the end of the game, like Charbonnet will get some more touches in the fourth quarter fresh and run down. Oh, he's so physical. Yeah, I like I like that a lot of ways. I don't know what the over-under because our defense is really good, so I don't know what the backup running back and Josh Dobbs is kind of running out of magic. Like, I just don't know how much they're going to be able to score. And we've been known sometimes to stall out in the red zone, so I don't really want to touch that. But you like, what do you like for this? Yeah, just going back to what you said, um, that stood out to me as well. Is Arizona started games very well this year? They they've looked very competitive, especially at the beginning of games. And here's something I cooked up. I, I like Seattle Seahawks second half money line. Yeah, and I because I think like you say this is a huge game for them, and I think they're gonna make a big statement, especially running away with this game in the second half. I think they're gonna overwhelm. Arizona because Geno Smith's ready to bounce back. He took accountability for what happened. That's what you want a leader to do. That's exactly what you want a winner to do and to say is to say this is on me. I am the quarterback. I am the guy winning or losing these games period. Love Kenny Walker to get in the house anytime and I I had both Metcalf and Lockett over four and a half catches. Whichever way you want to go with that, I think they're both going to get there. I think that you're going to see an aerial assault in this game and probably Kenny getting his touches near the goal lines. I think Geno's going to let it loose. Probably go for well over 300 yards in this one. Uh, 
after you said that, I actually I just kind of thought in my mind too. I don't hate taking them leading at halftime and to win the game. Just so to get more juice out of a money line play, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Win to win both halves. I think the Cardinals can't keep it close, but I think our defense really is going to show up, be physical. I don't think they're. I'm hoping that they don't allow a ton. Um, kind of forced Gino. Kind of forced the ball to JSN. A couple times last game, seems like he like pre-decided, like, I'm going to get him the ball here. He did have a few catches, had a good, a few really good plays, which is awesome. I'm still waiting for that breakout game, and I think this maybe could be that breakout game for Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Just as a hopes as a fan, not even gambling I just hope it's organic and that he's open and, they, and it flows with the offense and that they're not going out of their way to force something to him because... I think when Geno Smith takes the best option when there's someone open, there's so many weapons on this game with the two tight ends and the, the different the different offense. Shane Waldron has been quite creative this game. Guys have been open. Like last game, guys were open. The play calling was good. We just got to hit him. And if Geno can just be very decisive, he has that confidence in him. If he can be decisive and just take what's open and not think about trying to get guys specific guys balls in specific times, I think this offense can be awesome. And I'm, I honestly, I'm... I'm leaning towards like over two and a half team touchdowns for Seattle. I kind of want to take them and like I, I, but I probably won't because that's also me being a fan. You don't want to reverse jinx your own team, right? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And then they lose it, and then you end up now you're like now they lost, and I was way wrong. And you don't want to ruin your confidence on something you feel go so good about sometimes. But I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I think I've had a good sense on the Seahawks especially this year and I think both times I wasn't here for last week's show I was uh, out, out with a bad illness and everything and uh, that was the first time Seattle didn't show up in a couple yeah, weeks after awesome. saying look at Seattle I'm going over on everything 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 yeah. listen I'm gonna say it one more time this is a caliber of two different teams right now Seattle's legit Arizona's not I'm going over 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 whatever you want to do however you want to play it Seattle's going to dominate. They're going to win. It's a home game, divisional matchup. This is a must-win game. They know it. They're coming to play. They're coming to kill. They're coming to win big. Period. Exactly. They need it. They need it, and they need it in a big way. Because suddenly, if they don't blow out, say if they lose, God forbid, or if even if they win but it's really close and they don't look very good and they're not able to score, then suddenly the conversations start to become, are the Rams the number two team? In the West there, right? Because they they beat us in the first game of the season. I do still think we are better and we can be better. But I think mean, we'll come up to the Rams game next. But leading into that, I think the Rams are a legitimate playoff Me too. Team. Me I think too. these guys are going to the playoffs. Matthew Stafford is throwing the ball as good as anyone right now. He's putting into corners his confidence. His, the connection and trust he has in his receivers to make the plays of where he puts the ball is awesome. I know Puka Nakua had a little bit of a down game last week. But guess who didn't? Cooper Cup. There you go. He's had over 100 yards in every single game. There you go. And this guy is, people forget how good he was when they won the Super Bowl, man. Like, this guy is a legitimately right up at the top with some of these best receivers in the game, right? Like, yeah. and why not? This is my main thing I have written here. Ride Cooper Cup until the wheels fall off. Yep, you got me. I'm, I got it, Rand. That, that's yards, and we've talked about this early. Emphasized in all caps, Cooper Cup, seven and a half, ninety and a half. Boom, boom. Yep. Let's go. And we talked about this earlier. We were looking at a parlay with taking guys. I mean, stars have been stars for the most part this season, right? Tyreek Hill, this guy, these guys are all incredible. So Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs, both 100 or more receiving yards parlayed, 
plus 358. Add Tyreek Hill, so the three of them, who's already, his, his line's at like 95 already. So uh, add that, plus 795 for these guys all to have 100 yards more. And like, I think this is a bet that if you have funds that you want to sprinkle and have some fun and maybe bet guys across the league of it's not a team that you're involved in and you just want guys that are very good and you want some entertainment you and you just want to vote for have guys to have great games all over the league for entertainment purposes take some of these top receivers over 100 yards hill against yep. the philadelphia defense will come up to that but that's a good matchup i like especially the run defense so sometimes they need to throw the ball um cooper cup has shown it doesn't matter who he's matched up against like, yeah I know the Steelers are coming off a bye. That worries me. We'll get back to that game in a second. But And then Stephon Diggs, like we said, that, that Patriots even beat up. We think the Bills are going to have a big game. That's something that – and any which way, any way feeling. We just said we like uh, DK Metcalf. Are you like him? I'm not sure. His, his line's in the 50s. I'd go like a 75 or something. Yeah, exactly. Do these exactly. guys near there. Or even if you want to just do 50 and do a couple milestones for a couple guys that aren't as high as some of these others. Like I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm going to personally be sprinkling on that because I, I love that. And we're talking, I mean, I mean, I think Cooper Cup's already in the top 20 in receiving yards or top 30 or whatever. He's played two games, guys. He's played two games. Cooper Cup's a legit superstar. He's going to keep doing it. Pittsburgh, yes, they, they're a good D, but in a certain sense. They're a good D at creating turnovers. They're a good D at making big plays when necessary. They've been torched through the air multiple times this year already. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely be thinking about going yeah, on so all over that. Steelers are on the road in L.A. Steelers are plus 3, plus 150 on the money line. Over under is 44. Rams are minus 170. I think the only thing that scares me is how good Mike Tomlin's been in his career as an underdog. They've been phenomenal, right? And they're coming off a bye. He's also been very good off a bye. But I think these... I, I just... The Rams... I definitely think they're going to win the game. So... If you have something that you like, maybe other games where you like them spread and you want to just add something to juice up a little parlay or add two together, uh, the Rams on a money line I think would be a good bet. Maybe as a live bet if they go down a touchdown or something like that. Um, I'm excited to see if after the bye if what George Pickens can do. I think him and Kenny Pickett. I want to see them connect. I want him to see. I want to see him have another big game. I want to see him string together a streak of good games in a season to really establish himself being like he's that guy. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be kind of healthy soon. So I want Pickens to establish one of those guys that the defense has to be concerned about at all times and hopefully open up other things. I think Pat Fryermuth might be coming back as well. Yeah, so. I think Johnson and Fryermuth might both be good to go. That's something to keep an eye on. But as you just mentioned, uh, Pickens has every attribute to be literally one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. He's shown phenomenal ability to receive. His route running's great. He creates great separation. And yeah, with these guys coming back, this is a chance for him to say this this offense goes through me in this one, for sure. So I I like that call as well. That'll be an entertaining game to watch. Um, Should be a great battle. Those are two physical football teams and great, like, probably top 10 coaches on either side of the ball, however you want to look at it. So, yeah, I think it'll be a great game to watch. Absolutely. That's another one that I'm maybe not putting too much money on outside of um, Cooper Cup props because it is at the same time as a Seattle fan game's at about the same time, so I will have most of my focus on that game. But um, I think Cooper Cup is such a bet. And obviously, it's not going to hit every single week, but that's one of those bets that you can feel comfortable making every week that... 
as long as nothing crazy happens, it's relatively a, a good option, right? Next up, we got Packers at Broncos. Pretty much a pick'em game. Packers minus 120. Broncos at home plus 100 on the money line. Uh, over is 45. What do you think here? This one's this one's a weird. This one's weird. Had two things that stood out to me looking through just uh, the props in this one, and one of them I have to do, and it's Javante Williams over 45 and a half rush yards, and yeah. that's just such a low total. Yeah. Like, and he he could do that in three carries. Javante Williams, when healthy is a very, very good running back, and he's getting healthier, and Sean Payton has to know at this point. I've, I'm have i a Saints fan. I've seen this guy coach. We we dominate with the run to open the pass, and he's, he's strayed away from that in these recent losses for the Broncos, going away from the run too quickly. Jaleel McLaughlin, he's, he's, he's been electric as well, and I, I really think that Sean Payton has to say, we're going to make an emphasis on running the ball first in this game. So I, I love the over on that rush total, personally. Absolutely. And, I mean, you're spot on, dude. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Pookie Williams, they've, they've been talking that he's feeling as good as he's felt after his injury this week at practice. Um, the other thing is, is that I know Jaleel McLaughlin, he's been very good and he needs to get his touches. I think they need to establish Pookie as that number one back. Exactly. I know Sean Payton found Jaleel McLaughlin himself, so maybe he's getting him some touches. And he has been electric. But enough's enough of what they've been doing, right? Get Marvin Mims involved, like Jesse said on the podcast earlier this week. Get him involved. Get him touches. Just get him reps on the field, man. He's not even getting snaps. No, it's Get him on the field so it's another weapon that can be open. These guys have, I mean, Williams... Started off, he had five yards of carry last game. At one point, it was like eight, and they just weren't giving him the ball. It was not. I don't know if he wasn't feeling great, but I mean, all the reports say he's feeling good, so it's kind of crazy. The other thing is, <laughs> Jesse Jesse sent me a video earlier this week where a bunch of the players was uh, I think on Jerry Judy's Instagram, and they were out, and it, they were out like out of a dinner. Or something <laughs> yeah, like and that. it was Stidham with them and not Russell. <laughs> Russ has to have lost his locker room. That's incredible, man. He's out there. He's doing everything. He's having fun with these guys. Man, and you know me. I love Russ as a Seattle guy. Like, he he did so much for us. And, like, I wanted him to do well. Like, outside of Jesse, I'm probably the number two Russ supporter out there. But, like, enough's enough. Like, give this guy a chance. He has, it seems like he has the locker room with him. Right? How much worse can things get? They're losing every game. I know. How much worse can it get? The Packers, has, their offense has not been great. The Broncos' defense hasn't been great. Sertan is good. Nick Benino has been a, a bright spot for them. I believe Brandon Browning is coming back. I'm not 100% sure if he will be ready for this game, but this one's another weird one. I mean, in Denver, I'm, I lean towards field goals. Yeah. Just because you have that extra the altitude in this game, too. you can go yeah. back and forth. I don't really know. I also could see over 45, man. Broncos have been known to be able to put up points this season in certain games, in certain spots. And the Packers are also, I mean, they're going to go for it, right? The Packers may not be the best offense, but they go for it. This is a big test, I, I believe, too. What do you think about Jordan Love? I think it's a big test for him to see whether he is going to be their guy going forward. I mean, obviously, he's their best option right now, but... I mean, there's a couple games at the very beginning of the year where they thought maybe, like, holy shit, do they have another guy who's just going to dominate this division? It's obviously slowed down and they're not looking nearly as hot anymore, but I don't know. I'm, I, I don't I don't 
hate the over here in Denver. Yeah, man. And Jordan Love, he's uh, he's an anomaly for me, man, because I've seen a lot of like good from Jordan Love, especially at the start of the year, like you said, and I've seen a lot of like just absolute terrible play from Jordan Love too, like opening, oh, missing wide open receivers and just very questionable decision makings at times. And this is a this is a defense that. Like no offense, Jesse, you're you're gonna you're gonna really want to expose if you're Jordan Love going against the Broncos because listen, the Broncos defense looked phenomenal against Kansas and, City. And so. I don't mean to cut you off right there, but as we're speaking, I actually just got a text from Jesse on Twitter. Baron Browning might be, I think I call him Brandon Browning. Baron Browning, my apologies, might be back on the field on Sunday. It might even be limited snaps, but that guy he can go. He's he an influence. He's the quarterback. That's more of an option to make them feel uncomfortable. I mean, they look great against Kansas City last week, man. That's what scares me on this total right now because, like, they Russell Wilson lost them that game yeah. last week, period. Like, the defense stood on their heads. They played great against Patrick Mahomes and that, that Kansas City team. So, really um, yeah, I you love... Give me the Broncos for Jesse. This is a yeah. foot in the ground. Let's line in the yeah. sand. Let's... I think it's Broncos. time. I think it's time. And I love you hear the... that, Jesse? Let's ride, buddy. Let's ride. I love... The over field goals in this one. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love the it, extra man. Little elevation. I love it. The ball carry. That's 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 all I'm gonna say about that one. Also, if you want, if you're feeling it, Christian Watson, uh, he's a star. If you want to go over on his receiving, and he's a deep ball threat too. Yeah. So it only takes a couple plays maybe to yeah. Cover his that total's right? only fifty four, so yeah, it could be two throws. Also, and, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I do like that in most games, but if he's covered by Pat Sertan and Seth Turner, that's the Sertan's thing. Sertan's gonna follow him around the field. You never know. But also one play, right? You never know. That's um, the thing. This next game. Also, just really quickly, I really like that Pookie. That's a, that line does seem weird. Even last game when they weren't giving him touches, he got it's a that. Low I number, think dude. Establish yeah. more. I really like that. I'll be I'll be playing that for sure. Yeah, I think so too. That's a great one, yeah. Next game, Chargers at the Chiefs. Back at Arrowhead. Chiefs minus five and a half. Minus two forty five on the money line. Chargers plus two oh five. Over under forty eight. Let's talk Taylor for a minute. We just have to. Swift. Taylor Swift. Swift. Let's talk Taylor Swift for a minute. I think this is good. I think what's going on is good, dude. Shout out my cousin Haley too. She's she's been listening. She told us you guys have to talk Taylor. Well, you want to talk Taylor? <laughs> You're a fucking is, bud. You Let's got talk it. Talk Taylor. I think it's good. There's been so all of last year and stuff and. There's been so much hate involving Patrick Mahomes' family, and all the attention's been on that guy. His brother, his wife, even though his, I mean, his wife is, can be a little bit obnoxious. She hasn't really done anything wrong. Outside of maybe chirping, you know what I mean? See, the, She's not everybody's The media cover, loves to pick people to attack. And, and, they're, yeah. and, and they win. Yeah. They're always good. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Their team wins the Super Bowl. They're going to be the center of attention. Now, the center of attention shifted. I think Travis Kelsey can handle be, and loves being the center of, center of attention. We saw he's him. performing well. He had a great game last week. Catching Kelsey. Happy. I mean, he, he's built for this type of atmosphere. He, he is. He seems super he loves happy. It. And the only way I see this going wrong is, God forbid, if they, if they break up during the season. And then it could be a distraction or something like that. But... As long as there's going well, I think this is actually good for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, in this game, let's get back to football. That I'm done with that. that I hate it even doing. Let's talk football. The Chargers are one of those teams that I just, I don't. Hold up. 
Kelsey over six and a half. Since we were already oh, on, course. since we were already on that, that let me just throw that in there right away. If you want to do, yeah, even I like anytime TD guys. If you want to take certain uh, milestones, receptions, and yards for certain guys, cut Kelsey, Diggs, these types of guys, and parlay them together. For I, I love doing that. The Chiefs don't really cover spreads that much, but I cannot stand betting on the Chargers, dude. I can that team is so frustrating to me. I don't understand. You know what's sad? Because I really like Justin Herbert. Not only as a player, yeah. not only as his talent, but he he's he's a great guy. He's just a quiet, hard working character and it sucks, man. It really sucks how these guys it's not that they lose games, it's the way that they're going about losing these games. It's just it's tough to watch, man. Even as a neutral fan, like yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really see them actually, and it's weird to say because the Kansas City Chiefs at the same time have not been overwhelmingly dominant in any sense. I just don't think that they're going to let this game be close in this one. I think this is a game where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out and make a statement for the rest of their season. And I think we're going to see McCole Hardman get involved right away in the passing game because... Mahomes is still looking for that next guy to trust, besides from Travis Kelsey. Um, Rasheed Rice has had his moments. He's he's looked good at times. He's also had quite a few drops. Re- uh, I love I love him as well in this game too. Um, I I also like Keenan Allen to get in the the end zone anytime as well. I I just like a lot of over props for this one. I think this is actually going to be a shootout. As good as the Kansas City Chiefs defense is, I I think LA will put up their points in this one as well. And I think the Chiefs are going to put up a ton of points in this one. Yeah, I obviously I lean toward Chiefs especially cuz I don't want to bet against Mahomes and he hasn't been phenomenal this year. Which leads me to believe that he's going to have one of those games where you go, oh, y'all must have forgot. Yeah. I like his over and rushing yards because I think with the issues they had, especially early on losing to the Lions, which is their only loss this year, and they only really lost because their guys couldn't catch a thing. I mean, you and I could have been out there and done bad, more receiving <laughs> yards than some of those guys. It's so bad, many man. drop passes. But because of that, I think Mahomes has also been more willing to rely on his legs, especially when they're open and stuff like that. And I think so much attention can be brought to Kelsey on some of those plays. Um, Pacheco has been pretty good for betting-wise. I like his over yards. I like him a touchdown, um, too, because he's had success in the red zone. Um, I I lean Chiefs, especially because the Chiefs' defense has been good, arguably the brightest spot of their team. Uh, I think they held what, the Jaguars to nine earlier this season. So they've just been good. So um, I would rather, much rather bet on Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs, um, than the Chargers. Also, I don't. I believe it's been at least two weeks because he didn't score last week. Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. I mean, he's one of those guys. He you could almost go if you really really like the Chiefs or you're down on the. You could do a two or more or something like that if you're feeling really frisky, especially if you've had a good morning early in the game. Somebody like him. Um, somebody like. Uh, a Cooper Cup potentially, somebody like a Kenneth Walker, somebody like a Tyreek Hill, all these type of guys. Um, if you really want to take shots because you've done, been successful in the morning and you've won some of your bets, those ones I like just just having some fun with. Next game up, Sunday Nighter. I mean, what a game this is going to be. Can't wait for this one, dude. Dolphins in Philadelphia, minus Phillies minus two and a half. Um, Dolphins plus 125 on the money line. Eagles minus 145. Over under a 51 and a half. Our only game 
this week, Eli, that's over over 50. Um, actually, we have a lot of games in the 30s this week. I know unders have kind of been hitting, so there's been some low-scoring games. I think this point spread is indicative of who's at home. Yeah. I think if Miami is at home, they would probably be a favorite, and I think the Eagles are the favorite because they're at home. Eagles coming off an embarrassing loss last week. Their run defense is phenomenal. Look at Mostert to be slowed down a bit, but his number is in the 40s, dude. It's low. And I know that they have a good run defense, but this guy has a week in, week, week in and week out put up good performances. But I love Tyreek Hill over yards. We've already discussed oh, yeah. it. Tyreek Hill maybe to get a touchdown. Oh, yeah. You could do Tyreek Hill receptions. You could get involved in Jalen Waddle. I haven't really been big on betting Jalen Waddle this year, but, I mean, he's certainly capable of getting heavily involved in that pass game, especially against a defense like this. You could do Tua over 275.5 yards. He's hit that in every, uh, all of his games but two um, this year, and those were in like the 260 and 250, so they were quite close. I think they're going to have to rely on the pass. I think the Eagles are going to rely on the run. I think they will pass the ball. I think the Eagles, this is going to be a get-right game for the Eagles. I like the Eagles in this game. I like the minus 2.5. I like the over. I like. I think DeAndre Swift is going to get heavily involved. You could take his over. I like either you could do Hurts or Swift to do a, to, to score a touchdown. I think both of these teams are going to are a little bit are going to go. Are they going to go for an offense? I think it can be back and forth. I think most teams against Philadelphia might not be able to score that much because of that run defense. But this is a team that wants to throw the ball more times than not. Even in screen passes, they have all that speed. It's a track meet. The secondary can't keep up. I kind of like the Eagles here, man. Can I read you a crazy same game parlay for this one? I need it. Uh, <laughs> okay. This. By the way, I already, I already know I love it. Yeah. I love everything in this game <laughs> offensively. As long okay. as it's not unders, I love it. Okay. So bear with me here. We spoke about it. Tyree Kill, one hundred yard milestone. Bang. Tyree Kill, anytime touchdown. Bang. AJ Brown. Over five and a half receptions. Bang. AJ Brown, anytime touchdown. Bang. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. And Tua over one and a half touchdown passes. I really don't hate that. I mean, obviously that's a home run Th- bomb. That's a home run bomb. You know, it's the last game. Rate, this is this is one of those yeah. things we just talked about. If if you had a great day already, little sprinkle on that to end the night. Maybe who knows? That's gonna pay something ridiculous, like 15, 20, 25 times your money if you uh, put all that in together. So, whatever you're feeling, I like all those individually as well. If you just want to play them safe and play them off to the side, I, I like each and every one of those. I think AJ Brown has been an absolute superstar this year. Yet again, he's yeah, he's had absolutely. four or five games in a row now over all of his totals. So I'm just going to keep riding with him because I don't believe the Miami defense is anything special either, which is yeah. why I do like the Eagles more in this one too. Um, I agree. Just based on that alone. Yeah. And then we'll just quickly touch on the Monday night game, 49ers at the Vikings. All I have on this game, 49ers minus seven on the road, Vikings plus seven. Um, plus 245 on the money line, 49ers minus 305, over under a 44. If the 49ers are healthy, if Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo are all playing, it's the 49ers. They're going to smash the Vikings. Without Justin Jefferson, it's not a good defense. I mean, both sides of the ball, they're just going to be overwhelmed, I think. This is another one um, that it's a seven point. I don't mind moving it to nine and a half. 
Let me read you this parlay. Bills minus nine and a half. The Seahawks minus nine and a half. And the 49ers minus nine and a half. Plus 938. I love that. Obviously, that's something that you're just, you don't know. It's it's a risky, risky pick because you're, you're moving the lineup on all those games. But I've been pretty confident and pretty successful the last couple of weeks with some of the bets and figuring out who I think is going to win. So this is just a heat check at, at that point, right? Obviously, you're not expecting that to hit, but if you do, you're feeling really good. But, I mean, Jordan Addison's been great for the Vikings. K.J. Osborne's a fine fill-in. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, I think, has been a little disappointing. Sorted off pretty good, but a little disappointing maybe. Um, but they looked, I mean, the only reason they won last week, they went 19-13 against the Bears. The only reason they won is because of the Bears. And Justin Fields didn't finish the game. Like, and don't get me wrong, he looked horrible before he got hurt. But like, against a team like the 49ers, like they're just better everywhere. Yeah. I just don't. Better teams win games, and I don't know. I don't think this is one that the Vikings are going in. Obviously, every every given Sunday, and everybody goes in confident to every game. But I don't think this is one that you're really like, oh, well, we're picking holes. And the 49ers are pissed off. That's they just okay. lost. The 49ers going to be pissed off, man. They got They're embarrassed, come out. They, yeah. got, they got beat. They got bullied. Yeah, they did. Really. Obviously, those three guys going down is really tough. They're three all-stars. They're three pro bowlers. A uh, couple all-pros. But as long as they're all healthy, um, I think the 49ers in a route. Speaking of healthy, good. if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, just... Just throw him in for a touchdown, man. I mean, what is it? Fifteen games in yeah. a row now for Christian and McCaffrey. And every week yeah. too, when it's been hitting and it's and it's perfect. It's I mean, last game he scored in the first drive. It's like he's just remarkable, man. He's really a game changer. He should be way higher in the MVP discussion this year. I know this is a quarterback friendly MVP uh, trophy that they like to hand out. This guy is the best, man. Period. I don't care what anyone says. He's the best running back in football receiving and rushing he he could do it all he could hurt you in any way shape or form anytime he's on the field so i'm i'm riding mccaffrey if and he's healthy yet again Brandon Ayuk, i've looked for him to have a big game george kittle to get involved on some of those other targets aren't available they're able to find them i just think that the vikings defense isn't that great and like that's i mean i just think they're better everywhere so me too and and i and they already got they didn't get caught sleeping i don't think even the 49ers they got banged up a bit, and the Browns' defense is very, very good. Um, and Minnesota's defense is not very good. Just I talked about that stat, yeah. like with Kyle Shanahan being like one and nine, like he just has troubles with that defense, right? Like, so I just think it's like why not? Yeah, they're the best team. Like I think Vegas is almost coming down, and maybe because those guys aren't confirmed healthy. But I saw none of them are serious injuries. So even if out Debo, I think if you have McCaffrey back and you have Trent Williams back, I just like that a lot. Clearly, that's a big shot. I'm willing to take on them, Seahawks, and the Bills, but I don't know. Why not have some fun? They're playing some three pretty bad teams. Right? Yeah, no. I think sure. the biggest thing this week, obviously, <clears throat> my favorite two games are going to be Detroit. Um, who are they playing again? Baltimore. They Baltimore. Detroit and Baltimore. I just had an absolute <laughs> brain for the. Yeah, Detroit and Baltimore, that's a really big one. Both of those teams are looking to take that step up to be considered with the very top of the top, those conversations have already started. So if one of them can win, especially in dominant fashion, um, watch out for that. As a Seahawks fan in the NFC, I'll be watching out closely on the Lions, especially. I know we already played them and beat them this year and and last year, but I mean, they're getting better and better and better, right? So that's something I want to watch out. And then the Eagles, the Eagles-Dolphins on a Sunday nighter is just can't a, a beat treat that, for man. us. I can't to cap off a good day, so... 
I'm really looking forward to this week, man. And this is the time of the season where we really see the identities of teams. And you and I have found success in these past couple seasons of being able to find teams and ride certain things. Um, so we're just going to keep that going. Keep going on our field goals. Keep going on our, our receiver props where you find those receivers who you just think are going to have that impact no matter what. Pick and choose your teams all against the spread and money line and overs and unders and hope find, hopefully find some success. Yeah, and also... Uh... Just trust your guts out there too, right? You don't have to play every single game on the slate. You know, we're breaking down every game and we're breaking down what we like the most. But there, there's definitely plays where we're going to be keying on and spreading them around in different types of ways throughout the, the slate of games this weekend. So always keep that in mind when you're attacking these types of slates. Yeah, and gambling on these games should make it more fun. You don't want to yeah. do it to where you can't even keep up and you're betting on stuff you're not watching and stuff like that. You're supposed to make it more interesting. So if you have an investment, if you have a team you like, if you have a game you want to watch, like the Sunday Nighter or these standalone games, you know you're going to be watching it. If you don't have a dog in the fight, you might as well just throw a little bit on it and just have some fun and light it shouldn't make or break your bank account or shouldn't make or break your whole week either way right it's, it's all about having fun absolutely have fun and do so responsibly as always we always uh you know we're just here for advice we're here to talk through things entertainment purposes only we never want to push anyone's agenda anything, we're here just to break down these games exactly me, you and jesse we talk about love this, this stuff shit, every man. week anyway so now we're just getting it recorded and putting it out to other people at this point like we already were doing this pretty much so and we've, we've done pretty well, like you've said yeah, this year. Like so, you know, we're having fun spreading these picks out there to you guys. And, and thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in once again to the Gridiron Gang podcast. Shout out our UK fam. There's no games out there in London this week, but you know we we Doing love Germany. Yeah, yeah, we, we love we love bringing you all this stuff too because we know things are growing out there. Um, yeah, shout out all the Swifties. You know, I, I'm sure there's a few of you out there who are listening, tuning in because football is growing in different types of ways and right last now. Last touch on that is everything's going well. It's all good. If something goes bad and that energy turns negative, it's gonna be really bad. But more people coming into football and that's a good thing, man. He's 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 a two-time Super Bowl champion, arguably one of the best tight ends. Have fun, and he's having fun with one of the biggest celebrities in the world. I don't know how anyone can hate that. Yeah, I know. And honestly, if football is growing, that's good for everyone, including us, including including the podcast it's too, because you know Absolutely. we're we're growing as well with it. So we're we're loving this, and we're gonna keep doing this. And hopefully, uh, we we got a couple things cooking up our sleeve. We're gonna be showing you guys a couple different angles of the show coming forward. So stay tuned for that, and definitely, as always. Uh, pay attention to all of our social channels at Gridiron Gang Pod and keep uh, emailing us at the Gmail as well too. So thank you guys once again, Kira. If there's anything else you want to add, like, subscribe, leave a review. Yeah, let's ride. All helps. Yo, let's ride, baby. Let's go, Broncos, too, man. Let's go, Jesse. Back on track this week, man. Come on, son. <laughs> Adios, amigos.